0: How's it going, everybody? This is me again, Chewie, one of the hosts of the podcast titled Expert in the Mids Behind the Legends. And I am once again joined by my good friend Monica.
1: Hi, guys.
0: So, Monica, we are, uh, I mean, starting things off right away because <laughs> I, I feel like we may have a lot to say since we're going to be talking about three different movies, kind of in a way. Yeah. So, we are talking about the last part of the Fear Street Netflix trilogy which is none other than Fear Street 1666, right?
1: Yeah, and left me <laughs> mind-blown.
0: All right, I-, I knew you were going to like this movie. Yeah,
1: we'll, I li- love I mean, it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it in a little bit. But, but uh, yeah, so since it is a trilogy and, and we've been covering the past two and in, in the previous two episodes, and I guess we're going to try to go over or describe or give our impressions on how everything came together at the end for this um, I liked doing this, I, I was thinking maybe doing this for other movie series, <laughs> like doing maybe like not all the movies in a series for example, because if we did Halloween it would be like 10 episodes and just Halloween, like one season, but maybe pick like the best two or three and, and kind of just do this and, and kind of try to do what Netflix did with this event, I don't know what you think about that.
1: I think that's a great idea.
0: Awesome. So let's go ahead and remind our listeners this morning of our social media accounts. We have our Facebook under Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. And we have our Instagram under Myths Behind LGDS.
1: Our Twitter. <laughs> our Twitter is Myths Behind LGDS as well. And you can also email us at mythsbehindlegends at gmail.com.
0: Alright, so we have our letterbox, which is also under Myths Behind LGDS. And a letterbox for the uninitiated in the audience is a movie blog type of website. You can join in there, make lists of movies you like that you don't like, review movies, etc. So, once again, that is under myths behind LGDS. And we have our newest social media platform, which is TikTok. Uh... Uh, Which, by the way, Monica is not following us yet, Under.
1: No, I keep forgetting, but I'm going to do it (laughs) today.
0: And I was telling her right now that I was all excited because I saw a a notification like, Monica is following you, and I was like, oh, yes, finally. (laughs) It turned out to be some random lady that I have no idea who she is. Oh, my God. (laughs) But um, I'm trying to figure out still, Monica, what kind of content to add on her since you seem to be the most uh, TikTok savvy between the both of us here.
1: Well, sir, the only savviness I have is like (laughs) how to keep getting thrown into the tarot card like universe of TikTok and like (laughs) (laughs) my cards were like every other second. I don't really I've never posted a video. Like literally I'm just kinda watching like a creeper from the, you know, from my (laughs) phone. Like everything that everybody else is making. Um But we can we can figure something out. We can kinda like throw some stuff in the air and, and, and see uh, but I need, I need to think because I have no idea, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I'm, I'm getting some ideas brainstormed and uh, I'll run them by you off the air because I don't want people to Okay. <laughs> make fun of us <laughs> but uh, yeah you know if, if they seem to be sound enough or, or good enough well we may do some of those I mean and they're like what 30 second videos whatever so
1: yeah, I've seen podcasters show snippets of like their their podcast, like but it's like the video of them doing it like live or something. Kind of like how we are doing it right now. Like, let's say we we started a TikTok, we're just talking about the movie or whatever. They do that too, but I mean I don't know how how <laughs> successful that would be.
0: <laughs> what I've been trying to do is something called audiograms, and some of my my fellow podcasters on, on Twitter have been, gave me this idea because they they were doing it. And uh-huh. so I've been doing it too, and, and it's okay. I mean, it gets a decent amount of views here and there. I mean, some of them do better than others. But I guess that's that's just the territory, you know? So I'm um, still trying to figure out how that works. But basically, I take, like, a one-minute clip of, of our episodes and kind of put, like, a picture of it and, and music or whatever. Yeah. And that's what seems to be doing okay. So, yeah, the, the TikTok is under Myths Behind Legends. Add us under. Like our videos, comments. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff under that I'm still trying to figure out, and, and I'm, I'm taking about quite a bit of time here, but... It's basically a cry for help. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to ask people who are more familiar with TikTok to help me out or help us out here because I have no idea what I'm doing. But apparently there's something called a duet or uh, something. Oh
1: yeah, so you, or a stitch, and you like, yeah. uh, you take a video, and then you give your feedback on it. Or like you do like a reaction. So like the video is playing on one side of the of the screen and then your reaction is playing on the other one. There's those two. Those are very popular. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm still trying to figure out how that works. So yeah, join us and, and teach me a thing or two because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and our infamous, famous worldwide website what? jingle. And by the way, I'm 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 still gonna do the cumbia thing. It's just not something that's been in the cards yet, so to speak. But. Okay. But I shall get that done sometime soon, my friend. Maybe for next season, because uh, this is the second-to-last episode of season four.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> wow, time flies.
0: Yeah, our next episode will be the last one, and then the one after that will be episode—not n- episode one, but it'll be the first episode of season five. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, things are—it's are <laughs> almost gonna be a year since we started. The uh, next month, I it's, know. it's a year. So.
1: We did this during the pinini press, and now, <laughs> look at how far we've come, like, let's...
0: I think we have come very far, but we can talk about that at the ed- next episode, because that'll be the last one, so. Okay, so uh, Yes, our website is under myths-behind-legends.melchimpsights.com. Ooh, I like oh. the, the little guns you did there.
2: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where they, oh, there were drum hits, I thought they were doing like little, because you were pointing with your fingers, I thought they were, they were, they were like guns, like...
1: <laughs> they, were little, they were little drumsticks,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, I need to go in there and update that website for sure also. <laughs>
2: cool.
0: I, I, I said I was going to do it like maybe once every few weeks, but it's been like once every couple of months.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, full disclosure, my time has been taken up by other stuff. I mean, I have a music project that I'm working on that I'm hopefully going to release in a few weeks, so that is taking up the lion's share of my time, my friend, so... It's all good.
1: It's all good. good.
0: No judgment here. (laughs) It shall get done. So, really quick, one, two sentences maybe, on what you thought on the last installment of this Fear Street trilogy, my friend.
1: Revelatory. It was very, like... Damn, like, I feel for for Miss Sarah Fear now. I'm just like, wow. Very, very, lots of plot twists and um, very, very uh, satisfying plot twists. Uh So, I I loved it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. So, let's go ahead and take a little break. We'll be right back with our critique segment in which we will go more in-depth about the movie as a whole. So, stick around. We'll be right back. So we are now at our critique segment, in which, like I mentioned earlier, we talk about the movie qualities more in depth, such as the acting, the directing. We haven't really covered directing, do we? But we no, can do that. No,
2: that's true.
0: <laughs> that's something we could do in the future. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the acting, the music, the plot, how nonsensical or great it could be, you know, so on and so forth. So. Quick recap for the uninitiated: If pe- if you are someone that skips to the end of the books, like I am sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you! <laughs> I have a habit of, believe it or not, whenever I buy a new book that I intend to read, because I have books that I've never read, that yeah. I, I guess, like every other uh, book lover, a
1: file, like, like I, like I, like myself, yes. <laughs>
0: so when I find the book that I want to read eventually, I make it a habit to read the last page, always that's a sin i know but i can't <laughs> help it
1: you <laughs> sin in like books like how dare you <laughs> it's completely
0: out of context though like i have no idea what's gonna what what who those characters are so like okay, so it's just like oh you know such and such uh you know whatever
1: i can't do that like i can't because i'd be like it would ruin everything like i would i want to <laughs> know i want to be surprised i don't want to know what's going to happen in the end like like in life why would you want to know what's going to happen in your future
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) I sometimes make a very titanic effort to not read the last book, in 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 the last page in a book, such as when I read the last book in the Dark Tower series, chapter, or volume 7, The Dark Tower, I was like, no, I cannot read the last page of this book because I I spent literally like 10 years of my life reading those (laughs) books, you know. I read the first four because they had come out by the time I, I started reading it, but the last yeah. three came out until I was, in, I think, in college.
1: Dude, I have a whole set, and I'm, I'm going to be working on that. Can't wait.
0: People in the are like, what the hell does that have to do with anything?
1: <laughs> but, well, I know.
0: What, what I was have to get to is... Uh, if, if,
1: if, you, if, you are,
0: <laughs> if you are like me and you skip the first two episodes, basically a quick recap, like, uh, uh-huh. like previously on... Basically what they do is, or what happens in this series of movies, a town named Shadyside seems to be overran by tragedy and murder and mystery and nobody seems to be happy, nobody can make their lives worth living because Mm -hmm. somebody always snaps every few years and kills like 10-15 people in town and it kind of became a way of life, something they accepted and well, I guess, you know, it's part of who we are, you know? Yeah. So, but they do feel like the town is cursed. Maybe even themselves as people feel like they have some sort of curse on them. And their local legend is that a lady named Sarah Fear was a witch in the sixteen hundreds that somehow or for some reason placed a curse on the entire town. As the movies develop, we in the first movie come across a group of teenagers who uh, start finding out about this this myth or this legend, you know, about the witch, and then they eventually find this lady that survived an encounter with with a mass murderer in the 70s. They go to her. She tells them her story of how she survived. And then at the end of that movie, part two, which is 1978, they determine that, well, we can reunite the hand of the witch with the rest of her skeleton, and that should cancel out the curse, right? Yeah. So then what happened is Dina, the main... Girl in the movie, she does that. She reunites the bones, and then she has a vision, and that's how this movie starts, right? Mhm. So, first impression, So, what do you think of the scenery of the the little Puritan sixteen hundreds shady side? Oh, well, back then it had a different name. I think it was called the Union because it was it was both the towns still together, right? Yeah, it was
1: called the Union. It reminded me, literally, of the movie The Witch. It was very like weird. Like it gave me like. <laughs> handmaid's tale vibes like in the beginning when they were like saying like oh something about the fruits and stuff and i'm like what the are you guys talking about (laughs) um it it was very culty uh but you could tell like so i mean obviously it's a puritan town so it's very religious based on religion and you have your priest you know the town's small everybody has their little house and everybody knows each other um you got like the town crazy person the guy who's like hiding in the freaking. Porta potty or whatever that is, like oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the old school porta potty. Sarah Fear and this girl named Hannah Miller, right, are the same two girls that were dating in the first movie. Uh-huh. And, and they're both like they're gay, they're lesbian. Um, but they don't, they can't obviously back then they can't say anything because that was like super like hardcore like a sin. They give each other glances and stuff, and they're like kind of like talking to each other the mom already kind of suspects it. And then that guy, I don't remember what his name was. That dude saw them. So he's already kind of like, I'm on to you. Like, I know what you're doing or whatever. Um, So there's that tension there. And then obviously it's in the 1600s, you know, that's when like, witch trials were going on and stuff like that. And so they're all going to meet up. And you already know, like, this is, this is not a good idea because these people are going to get in trouble for this shit because, They could be accused of literally anything. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, that's where things start to get a little like twisted and start things start to go bad. And then they start blaming everything on, oh, somebody cursed us or whatever. And then the witch hunt begins.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. When I saw the scenery in this movie, I immediately thought of The Witch, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Which I thought was a great movie.
2: Mm hmm. In spite of
0: of what people might think, because I, I, I keep saying that I don't like slow burns, but I like that one. The theme of, of the two girls dating, and, and especially back then, even now, I mean, 400 years later, it's it's still not, I mean, it's more accepted now than it was back then for sure, but still, I mean, it, it's...
1: But not by not, religious so. people, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's completely understandable how that would be a source of conflict. And actually, I want to bring you back to a point that you mentioned in the last episode, in which you said that It had to do with a guy being like a disgruntled lover and you were kind of right about that because yes this guy I'm I'm not gonna justify him because what happened to this guy uh, the ancestor of Sherver Good I think his name was Solomon in in the chapter yeah piece of (laughs) (laughs) so Monica is not a fan of this guy obviously Um, So, this guy lost his wife and child in some sort of mysterious circumstances, uh, maybe mm-hmm. an illness or something. Mm-hmm. And then he happened to fall in love with Seraphir. Mm-hmm. But this love was not to be returned to him because she loved Hannah. Exactly. I will say this now, I was going to say this for later, but I, I happen to think that Seraphir is a direct ancestor of the main girl. Yes. And, of course, Hannah is the ancestor of her girlfriend because they have the same last name, Miller. Yeah. So, do you ever really hear Dina's last name? I can't remember. And I didn't look at it, like, for this information on purpose.
1: No, I don't think so. I was
0: trying to remember if they ever mentioned her and her brother's last name in in, in any of the courts of the three movies. And I can't remember.
1: I can't remember either. Just the good. Just good and Miller and, like.
0: They they ah. mentioned also their friends when they are reporting that they they all supposedly are responsible for all the deaths in, in the mall whatever. Which yeah. wasn't them, it was it was the the ghost sent by the sheriff who Yeah. You know, full disclosure happens to be the descendant and main
1: villain of pretty much the, the And he knows and that's the worst part. All these dudes know about the curse and like about what they have to do. When you see the second movie, there's the Ziggy, right? And Good is over here, like, which is the sheriff, all grown up, helping her, air quotes. But all along he knows exactly what what's going to happen. And his play, or his role in everything. He could have broken the curse, dude. He could have. But no, he could have. But he let it keep going. And yeah, I, I detest that person.
0: I think by that point, he was directly responsible already. Because yeah. in part two, his dad was already dead. Uh-huh. So if this happens generation by generation, then by that point, he was the one in charge. Or the, the one that was going to carry on the the, the bloodline or whatever.
1: He could have chosen not to do the ritual. Uh-huh. And then just, like, left it at that. Or not continued it, you know? But mm-hmm. this guy, was he got greedy, just like every other person out there. That's why he wanted to keep, like, close with Ziggy and why he wanted to get information from uh, Dina Mm -hmm. because she was a threat.
0: Well, we'll come back to that in a bit, but right now I want to talk about how this movie, I thought, was kind of a departure from the other two. And I think, actually, that, in retrospect, each movie is kind of a tribute or a throwback to different eras of horror.
2: Yes, I agree. So...
0: 1994, the first one was more of a supernatural type of thing. It was about kind of establishing the the lore and and the mythology, whatever. So it had like the the, the serial killers, but they were ghostly serial killers. And then you had 1978, which is, uh, we talked about this in depth, pure slasher tribute. Yes. Mm -hmm. This was based or, or paying tribute to Jason movies and pretty much every slasher summer flick. Yeah. And then this one, like you said, I was more of a cerebral thing. It was more of a slow-paced, type of, like, the witch type of thing. Yeah. Which, in my opinion, <laughs> yeah, predictably enough, and you already know this, is I, I think this happens to be the weakest one of the three. <sighs> I hear <dare> you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm still going to give you a decent score, but but out of the, the three...
1: story. Like, this is what gives space to everything else that happened.
0: Like you mentioned, the sheriff was the one responsible, so that it, it kind of throws me a curveball in the sense that, I mean, he knew in part two what was going on, and he didn't stop it.
1: Huh, exactly.
0: So, I don't know. I, I, I feel like he could have been part of the family, but not the one directly responsible, and he might have been, like, the one to finally break it off. Um, I think that would have been a little bit better story-wise. I understand why they did it like this, because, I mean, it's it's, you know, it's a thing. <laughs> 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 but... Yeah, I mean out of the 3, I think this is the one that I, and I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I liked it. I liked this movie too. Yeah. But this is the one that I, I will give the lowest score to and it's still a good score, Monica. Don't don't fret over this. I know you gave me a look already.
1: I am <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to roll my eyes.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, it's definitely less gory than the first the, the last one than the part 2. Yes. Even though yes. you still you, you you don't see him do it, but you see the aftermath of the reverend or the minister, or whatever it was, the preacher guy. He uh-huh. basically killed all the all the kids in the in the village.
1: If anything, yeah, this is more like a suspense type of thing compared to the other ones that are more like slasher.
0: Do you still have other scenes like at, at the very end where they're kind of like the climax of the movie where they're finding the, the ghosts or the whatever.
1: Yeah, but that's just action. Like, but the, yeah, like you said, the only gory gory one gory scene in that movie was where all the dude and i did not expect that like i thought they were just like in a trance or something Mm -hmm. and then you see them and all their eyes are out and they're all dead and it's like whoa damn that sucks and they're all kids yeah children like jesus
0: and, and i think basically every character in this movie Dies or in the series, the movie dies at some point.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. That's Whether true. in the
0: past or in the present or in the future, whatever you want to call it, I think everyone dies at some point, and that's pretty cool, interesting. I mean, it's it's a it's a clever storytelling device, I think.
1: Yeah. So,
0: going back to the point you had about <laughs> the disgruntled lover, I mean, this guy, he got this book from this lady who I I didn't quite catch the reason why she was outcast. I think they mentioned in passing that maybe she fa- had fallen in love with a Native American or something like that, and that's why the people in the village yeah. didn't want the, her around anymore. And uh-huh. so she got, like, uh, what's that word? Not excommunicated, but she got exiled, whatever.
1: Exiled, yeah.
0: Yeah, so she, she got exiled from, from the settlement, and so she lived by herself. And by that point, she's a witch because she's got, like, books on Satan worshipping and cursing and stuff like that. Yep. So... At some, they find out this lady has magical berries or something that makes you high, and and you know, and then this guy finds out she's got a book about summoning the devil and everything. So he got he kills her, gets yeah. the book from her, and this is how the whole thing starts because he wants to be prosperous. He wants to turn his life around again after he lost his wife and kid, mm-hmm. and then the new lady he had started started to fall in love with doesn't love him back and never will. Yep. So that's how the whole process starts, but I still have questions about the curse. How does that work? Because at the end, you see them splashing blood on each of them, and they get them mm-hmm. to turn uh, like the, the killers. Yeah. So the killers turn on each other, and they kill each other, you know. And then they obviously come back to life. But so, how does the curse work exactly? Because he's the sheriff is the one sending them out but they splash Mm -hmm. blood on him and they come after him too, even though he's like their master.
1: So the curse is basically like a tracking thing for the blood of whoever becomes involved in trying to stop the curse from being fulfilled. Because like the only reason that they're being tracked is because they got close to figuring out what the hell was going on. So it's like a deterrent basically. So that's why even if good is the one like, you know, the puppet master or whatever, by being marked by that blood or being having that blood on him, they're going to go against him because it's like, that's the enemy. He either hit Solomon probably set that as like one of the contingencies or whatever of the of the curse. So that's what they're going to go towards.
0: Okay. Well, no, I, I mean, no, like <laughs> you, you make you make sense, but my question is like, why didn't this guy think of like a provision to,
1: <laughs> against that? Like, like well, because I, he was he was he just wanted to get to the end goal, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's what happens with every villain in the in in every story. It's like they don't really think everything through. They just think. I mean, and if they do, they're like masterminds. But like, usually, they just kind of like this is what I want. This is how I know how to do it, and this is what it. This is like the process or whatever of it. But they don't think about like other things that could happen that could probably like screw them over in the long run. You know, like they're just trying to get to their goal. Mm-hmm. So obviously he wasn't gonna think about like, oh, if somebody like figures this out and it's my blood, it's their blood that's being tracked. They're gonna dump it on like the person who's you know running the show. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just like, oh, I'm all powerful and nobody's gonna stop me. Yeah. So,
0: okay, so that makes a, a, a little bit more sense in my mind now that you explained it to me like that. Mm-hmm. Because I was, that was the question, like, why is if this guy is the one that's controlling them, why are they coming after him, even though they have splashed the blood on him? Yeah. I would have thought, well, maybe he, they they would have found or, or thought of thought of a way to stop that from happening, but I guess not, because you know, it's it's. They apparently didn't think everything through, my friend.
1: Nope, they did not. That's why they're dumb and evil and <laughs> will always lose.
0: Do you think that the curse is now reversed and now Sunnyvale is gonna be the one with all the tragedies or it's just over?
1: No, um, I think it's reversed because now the way that I believe curses work is when you do something like that, you curse someone, let's say you continue it right like they did at some point if it's broken all that damage that you did is going to come back to you
2: mm-hmm.
1: 10 times over so yeah then now Sunnyvale is going to be the one that's cursed because of all the damage that their ancestors did
0: you actually saw a little scene in the end i don't know you caught it where they escaped the tunnels after everything after they, they killed the sheriff you know spoiler alert <laughs> yeah. after they they killed the sheriff of good they come out through his house. Apparently his house was connected to all this, this system of tunnels yeah. under the, the, the city or the town.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They come out and some dude looks at them like, Oh, who are these people? And like, he kind of gets on his car and he's pulling out his driveway and like a truck runs him over. Yep. And that was like the first accident in Sunnyville ever apparently. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly. And then that's when all the truth comes. It's like, Oh, the, the sheriff good was the serial killer and blah, blah, blah. Like everything flips. And then if you notice, the color also of, like, everything that takes place in, I want to say Sherryland. I know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's Shadyville. Um, it just turns normal. It's not dark anymore. Everything's like that, that, that darkness lifted so they can live their lives like normal people now.
2: Uh-huh. And that's, like, another
1: sign from, like, the cinematography or whatever. Like, as, like, okay, now you can see them in, like, their true light. Everything's okay because the lighting changed. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I didn't catch that actually. So thank you for bringing that up. You're welcome. I didn't catch that the lighting had changed. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: it probably had to do with the six beers I had down. But okay. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I drink a little bit to kind of uh, when I'm watching movies, it kind of just helps me relax. A like. little
1: bit, sir. Six beers does that sound like a little bit? That sounds like a lot. <laughs> it's
0: basically two hours. It's not you know it's not really anything. Well, well, it's okay. about three beers per hour. So eh, you know whatever. <laughs> But thank you, I I hadn't caught that actually, but now, I was going to ask you, um, who do you think, well before I get to that, one of the mysteries that was never really solved in my eyes was the, the message board, the chat room mystery, but there was that girl at the end that signs the guy's cast and it's the username of the one that he talks to.
1: The queen, queen of, of darkness, or thing. whatever it. Right?
0: Queen of darkness. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you th- what do you think about that?
1: I was like, damn, like he got to meet the person that he esteems the most in that chat room, and they go to school together. Like, wow. Uh huh. I wonder. If, I wonder. If, I mean, she obviously knew who he was. She knew. You
0: think so?
1: I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Otherwise, she wouldn't have written on his cast with something that only he would have known. Yeah, and (laughs) speaking of that, not that so much, but
0: how easy was to get the janitor room boarded (laughs) with?
1: Dude, I know. Well, he hated the sheriff. I would have been like, if this freaking guy was screwing me over all the time, arresting me for dumb shit, like after knowing that I didn't really do anything, yeah, I would have it out for him too. I'd be like, hey, sign me up. Let me go get my coat real quick. Let's go shoot. (laughs) up, like, and I mean, at first he kind of saw it as a joke, he was like, oh, these kids are just fucking around, like, they're not being serious and then he was like, wait, okay, for real, for real like, what's going on? And then he told them and it was like okay, damn, yeah, I'm down, let's do this <laughs> <laughs> I I would have wanted to go against the strip too, but it's funny because it's like, they were in that mall for a really long time and they didn't get caught until, like, things started to go down, it's like Shady's that is is really <laughs> Stop, then, because, like, <laughs> people break into the mall and nobody bats an eye? Like, what?
0: Yeah, it was a, a good, what, like, 15, 20 minutes until the, sh- the cop showed up, maybe? Maybe longer
1: than that. Probably, like, an
0: hour or two, well, like... in real time, because as they're... Yeah, you're right. It, it probably was a couple hours in in movie time, because they yeah. had spray-painted all the walls and everything like that, yeah. so... Uh-huh. Yeah, dude. Um. Yeah. So... It was kind of like a bittersweet moment for me to see these characters, you know, to tell them goodbye because I, I spent three weeks with them. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was already getting invested and I want to kind of find out what happens in their lives. But I told you this last episode, there's going to be a cliffhanger. Mm. I don't know if you saw it.
1: I didn't see the cliffhanger. <laughs> what happened?
0: Monica, <laughs> Remember, <laughs> one of, of 21st century cinema is that uh, you always watch all the way all right. through the credits because... If there's anything that we learned from the Marvel movies...
1: Yes, that's true.
0: And it wasn't even after the credits, dude. It was, like, right after the ending. Like, maybe, like, 30 seconds like after the first credit showed up. Then it shows up, the scene of the cliffhanger. And then the rest of the credits show up, so...
1: What happened? Tell me. I didn't see it. So
0: what happens is... The girl, Dina, drops her brother off at of school. And then she goes off and she has a date with her girlfriend. I think Sam is her name. In the, in, in the forest, in the woods. Close to where the witch is buried. Yes. So... She gets her the gourmet meal of Burger King takeout uh-huh. for their date. And uh-huh. then you kind of see the camera panning out. And it travels through the forests and that. And then they get to the cave system. And I caught this and I knew it was going to be an issue. Because when, when Dina ends the sheriff, the book is there and she doesn't take it. She she leaves the book there. Oh. So what happens is you see a mysterious pair of hands take the book and run with it. No! Uh Uh-huh. The witchcraft book, whatever, so...
1: I bet you it's the brother.
0: That would be my number one suspect.
1: Who else would know about the curse? The brother.
0: Yeah, that would be my number one suspect.
1: He's a mayor, so... Yeah.
0: So, I wanted to ask you, speculation, I mean, you already said the brother, but if you could think of anybody else that might be willing to continue this curse, or... Maybe there's something different with it.
1: Maybe Ziggy or Mary.
0: You see Ziggy going to the nurse and giving her, I think it was her sister's journal or the yeah. girl's journal. That was right before the ending. She meets up with her and she gives yeah. her like a journal. Uh-huh. And I can't remember whose journal it was or what notebook it was. But I don't know if it was Mary because I guess she had finally been at peace with, with the idea that her daughter was dead and... and Especially after getting that notebook, so she, I guess she would have a recent or, or a way to know what happened. But
1: who else would it be? Like, that's there was
0: nobody else. That's what I'm wondering. Who else could it be? Because, I mean, the sheriff is there. The number one person would be the brother, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of somebody else, and I can't think of anybody that might be the the next curse bearer, or whatever you want to call it.
1: I mean, it could have been Ziggy, because, you know, she went through some shit, so maybe she wants to... See if she can bring somebody back. Mm. Like her sister. Interesting theory. Yeah. Other than that, because that's the only other person that knew about that book. About the curse. About all that stuff. Besides mom. Besides the, the nurse lady.
0: Well, there was a police tape line, so the cops had been there. There was like a, like an evidence line, whatever. You know that yellow tape that they put on? Um, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. The area was surrounded with it, so I don't know if a cop. But that, that would make no sense. I mean, to me, it would have to well, be someone that's connected to the story already.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Um, because nobody was really, like, the dad never.
0: You know, I thought of somebody. The only other person that maybe, maybe, maybe could be the, the owner of the pair of hands is the girlfriend's mom. Maybe. Because she doesn't approve of her daughter dating Dina.
1: True. But isn't she also... I mean, I don't know. She didn't, never mentioned her as being religious or anything, but, like, she sees lesbianism as, like, a sin. So maybe... I mean, I don't think so. Because she seems, like, pretty, like, biblical or whatever. Like...
0: I don't know. So that that was a nice little point of speculation. Because I, I'm anxious to see what they do with that. If they do anything with it. I hope they do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like they could, like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people watch this and especially people from like that generation, like the age of the actors and stuff, like people from like, that are like, you know, a couple of years younger than we are, like mm-hmm. 10 years younger than us. Cause it's, 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 it was more like a teen movie, you know? So we, I mean, obviously we loved it because we grew up with that stuff, but so for us it was like a, like a what's that word nostalgic type of thing but i don't know i mean they could they could keep going there's more than there's plenty of books to base these movies on like a plethora of, of, <laughs> of ideas so um i hope they do do something else because that would be really cool i could keep watching this show, like so. so Till the internet dies, you know. Like I'm, 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 I'm down.
0: Same here, my friend. I would want, if not another trilogy of movies, and maybe like a series,
2: mm-hmm.
0: in which maybe each season f- or focuses on on a book or, or mm-hmm. or maybe even a, an original story because this guy is still writing books and stories in that universe. But like
1: the shady side, or the shady stuff is really cool. Like mm-hmm. all those books that they wrote were amazing like especially and especially the cheer the cheerleader one would be really cool because that one is also a trilogy Mm
2: -hmm.
1: i think um and that one's intense like you know there's a lot of drama a lot of conflict lots of like tv worthy stuff so if they did that one dude i'd be there with my popcorn like hell yeah I hope that they do do that one at some point, because that one was really good. That's a really good uh, really good trilogy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I mean, hopefully they, they continue making movies or series about this universe of stories, of books. And especially if they're of this quality, I mean, this was a really good, in spite of what some people are saying, uh, I, you know, of course every movie has people that don't like it and like it, so, so on and yeah. so forth. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was well done as a whole. I do think at the it, i I I kinda of wanted something different at the end, but I'm not like being an iPod here. I think it was just like me personally. Yeah. So I definitely think there's a whole bunch of other stuff they can do and, and if it's done in the same way that this was done,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's gonna be exciting to see what where they come up with.
1: Yeah, man, way to go Netflix. They've been popping out some really good stuff, like mm-hmm hmm I definitely approve. and I like the cast. I really did. Like Yeah. Uh these these people were not trying too hard. Like there's sometimes when they do stuff like this, like the acting's just off, but it was really good. And I I recognize like, you know, I think it was just two people out of there, both women, like actors that I already knew, um, actresses. And they're great. Uh the girl Ziggy, the grown up version. Oh, besides well, also, like, it was the Stranger Things chick, too, the redhead. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. like, her, she was already in, in a Netflix show. But, like, um, and also uh, her as the older, like, her older version, that girl is in another show called Love that's really good. And she's also in a couple other movies from Netflix as well. So, and then, obviously, the other, the, the nurse lady, she was in a show called My Boys from TBS. So, it was cool seeing her back on the The screen
2: Mm
1: -hmm. because I've seen her in so long, but I I liked it. I love this thing.
0: Mm -hmm. It's cool to see young actors um, stepping up. I guess is the term I was looking for. Uh, Because they did a good job. I mean, obviously it's not Oscar worthy, like oh my god, but but it was good. It was really good. Mm -hmm. I was expecting to be not disappointed, but I wasn't. Like you know, I was I was being careful with my expectations. When yeah. I first jumped into this, but now that I have seen all three of the movies, I think it was really well done, and I hope, with all sincerity, they they keep making more. Me too. So, uh, you have any other final comments, my friend? Any other plot threads or anything you might want to talk about?
1: Um, nope. I think we're good.
0: Cool. So, yeah, that was kind of a, a a bit of a conversation we had there about the series of movies, but yeah, uh, let's go ahead and give it a score for this movie. And then okay. let's, go and, let's go ahead and give the the whole Trilogy a score. Why not? You know, since we're at it.
1: Trilogy is already a 10. Um, <laughs> for this movie, I'm going to go with a 9.
0: All right. So you give the Trilogy a 10. I give this particular movie... You, you forgot to let me state the the units, my friend. But that's oh, okay. Oh, right, right, right. True, true, true. I forgive you. You're, you're you kidding. Know, <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> so this movie, for me, gets... Okay, I, I, I'm gonna be a little generous here. So I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Okay. Satan worshipping sheriffs. I was originally originally gonna give it a seven, but
1: Satan worshipping sheriffs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this gets eight out of ten. Satan worshipping sheriffs, and I'm gonna give the whole trilogy as a whole a nine. Okay. A nine. So it's combined. Our powers combined give this movie a or this trilogy rather a nine and a half out of ten. Nice. And... It's not just a nostalgia speaking—at least not for me.
2: Mm-mm.
0: I thought it was a, a well-done project, and of course, it's gonna have people that don't like it, and that's that's uh, you know completely fine, understandable.
1: Yeah. But don't diss it until you see it. Had I not read the books, because I haven't read them in years, dude, so I don't remember most of the stuff that happened. But so that like, I still thought that these were great. You don't have to read the books for this one to actually appreciate it.
0: No, I think, I hope that this movie has that effect that actually makes people want to seek out the books, like a new generation of, of kids, you know?
1: Then they're going to be so much more expensive. They're <laughs> <laughs> like five dollars right now. Well,
0: no, because they're going to read them on Kindle. I mean, hello, Monica, this is the 21st century. Like,
1: <laughs> whatever. I need actual books. <laughs> yeah, I can't do the electronic stuff, uh-uh. <laughs> I need to feel the pages as I, as I flip them, you know?
0: Yeah, you got you to gotta smell the paper.
1: Yeah, that too. And they smell so good. Like, Best old thing. books smell amazing. I love it. Yeah, That's completely a thing. Yeah,
0: like, I love book... it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, book smell is back. completely a thing. They should make air freshener out of, like, old book smell, dude. They,
1: they should. Like, you know what I miss the most? It's, like, hanging out the, at the McAllen Public Library before they remodeled it, the one off of Maine. Oh yeah, the old that, one. that library was so old but it was so great. Like, oh my god, I I miss that smell. And I remember taking books out of there and they just they just had this this special smell. That was just like you knew they were aged. I don't know, man. It, it's <laughs> it gets me a little high. Like it's the best. That's I right love it. on, man.
0: <laughs> Do a Kickstarter, I go funny for um, air <laughs> freshener of <laughs> old books Yeah. <smell. laughs> With, of course, our Chupacabra logo as the image. Yeah. <laughs> Him reading a book instead of tagging a, a, a wall with graffiti. Is that me, holding a book? Maybe a monocle, too, while we're at it. Uh, <laughs> 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 Alright, so that was our critique segment for Fear Street 1666 and the Trilogy of the Home. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoy that. We shall come back with our uh, Know Thine Enemy segment. We don't have an academic segment today, my friend, because we talked about the background of the books in the last episode. So, if you want to hear about that? Check that one out, too. Mm-hmm. And yes, we're we'll taking a break. We'll be coming right back with the Know Thine Enemy segment. Stick around. So, we uh, are now at the Know Thine enemy segment,
2: <laughs> and
0: for, for some listeners, is basically is a segment in which we discuss the villain more in-depth, their motivations, their goals, their origins, etc. my friend?
1: Yes, sir. So,
0: in this case, I was surprised to see that it was not Seraphir that was the enemy. Mm-hmm. But rather the good family. Mm. That's kind of a.
1: Is that irony? I think so. And good (laughs) is evil. Bam.
0: (laughs) Yeah, as they spray painted in the mall, I noticed that. Good Uh is evil. (laughs) I don't know if you saw this movie named Vampire on Brooklyn. No. It was with Eddie Murphy. And I think it was either directed or produced by Wes Craven, the guy from, from um, Nightmare on M Street. Yeah. There's a scene, uh, Eddie Murphy plays a vampire, obviously a vampire in uh-huh. Brooklyn. And there's a scene in which at some point he needs to go into a church.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: he can't because he's a vampire, but somehow he get, he gets in there and like he's suffering, whatever. But he manages to convert, like make people in the church sing like like a, a song, Evil is Good. <laughs> because he's like yeah you know without evil good couldn't exist and you need evil to, for good to survive and that is why evil is good and everyone's like yeah yeah he's making a lot of sense <laughs> <laughs>
2: damn
0: it made me think of that I don't know if I'm, I'm just kind of shooting in the dark I don't know if many people like that movie I haven't seen it in forever but it wasn't the greatest movie ever but, it, you know, it made me think of that scene in that movie. And I was like, oh, my God, evil is good, or good is evil.
1: You cannot imagine Eddie Murphy as a vampire.
0: It's an interesting movie, too, to say the least. But, yeah, uh, I can't promise that you like it. Probably won't, but, you know. Uh, so, the way that we do this in the Know then Enemy segment is that we have a system of classification that I worked with scientists from Harvard University with. <laughs> <laughs> or on uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's it's Harvard with a J. It was in Mexico. Harvard.
1: Ah, okay, got it.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> in Spanish, the J is like a hard H. At Harvard. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so it was with them that I worked on this. Uh, so <laughs> basically, she- this family is considered to be dual-natured because they are just regular humans. Mm-hmm. They are not. Supernatural killers are not ghosts; they're not demons, but they can control apparitions or ghosts using satanic rituals. So, what do you want to call these beings? Are, are they ghosts? The killers that they summon.
1: I guess they can be because, like, when when they killed um, the sheriff, they just dispersed. You know, like. Uh huh. So. They could be like ghosts. I mean, they're not zombies. No, they're not. They regenerate. They do. Um, Yeah, and they're technically just like apparitions of their former selves because they can appear anywhere. Yeah. Nothing.
0: So, so I guess they are some sort of ghost or supernatural entity, the the ones they control. So, Mm -hmm. as we talked a little bit earlier in the previous segment, the origin of this family is the character of Solomon Good. Mm -hmm. Who happened to have lost his wife and child. And then he fell in love with Seraphir. Who, when he found out she was into ladies, Mm -hmm. he went pretty much insane and started to do all these rituals and summon the devil. Because he claims he wants to be prosperous and rich and and good fortune to smile upon him because he's been dealt a bad hand or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. So, he got this book of spells from this witch, and I still don't quite understand her origin, per se. I mean, I, I know that she was part of that settlement at some point, and she was exiled. But mm-hmm. I wonder if, if she was exiled because they already knew she was a witch to begin with.
1: Or maybe, because they do say that she was like buddies with like the natives and stuff, so maybe they taught her uh-huh. these rituals and the witchcraft. Like, there, I mean, there's lore in, like, all types of cultures. And, like, I know Native Americans. I mean, I don't know about Native Americans, but, like, let's say, were they Mexican, like, there would be witchcraft involved, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, we, we have that in our culture, in this, as well as, like, people from, like, other countries. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, Mexican witchcraft is different from Eurocentric witchcraft. Let's just put it that way.
1: But this is the thing. So the people they were naming the the demons because they were all demons.
0: Yeah, they're all Christian demons.
1: Christian Catholic, yeah. So Catholicism and Christianity comes from the Spanish, Mm -hmm. and they conquered Mexico, like or like places in Mexico, right? So yeah, they never really say what state they're in, right? Well, in the books, it's
0: Ohio, but uh, they I don't think they ever mentioned that in the movies. So it could be anywhere. I think. Yeah. Unless I didn't catch that, but in the books, it's supposed to be Ohio, so it's way up north by Canada. And I feel like it's got to be somewhere up there because it's a Puritan settlement, and the Puritans settled in the New England area, so it's got to be somewhere up there, I think.
2: That's
0: true. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like uh, That's one of the questions that I had at the end, but I mean, it, it's, it's okay because, you know, I, maybe they're, they'll explore that more in depth in the possible theoretical future installments. So, we'll see what about that. So. Like we said, his motivation was that he wants to prosper through the generations. He wants his family to be successful and rich and never have to suffer any misfortunes or whatever the case is. And so they do this at the expense of the souls of a few people that become killers. Yeah, who in turn happen to kill a whole bunch of other, <laughs> of more people, so
1: from one sacrifice it turns into like 20. So yeah. Yep, in the name of Satan.
0: Mm-hmm. So, their abilities, basically, they are just, like we mentioned, regular humans, and they control these <laughs> demons through the rituals in the book. But, the thing is that they keep passing this ability to their bloodline. And it's always men.
1: I want to know who he shacked up with. Like, who Solomon married. Because, I mean, in order to preserve this curse, he had to start a family with somebody
2: mm-hmm.
1: have children and bring that down the line with all the men maybe the widow of the preacher guy maybe you
0: never know I mean these these are
1: True.
0: uh different times smaller villages so you could only have a <laughs> you have
1: limited choices
0: yeah you maybe like you can count them with your fingers I'm like, okay so I can marry her or marry
1: her but that well, maybe her too I guess they always married younger though they would marry younger women because they yeah. were more fertile or whatever or like seen as more yeah. it would be easier for them to carry a child than an older woman who's already had like three or whatever
2: mm-hmm.
0: but remember the the preacher guy killed all the young kids that could have potentially grown up to become women to for this guy to marry with so That's oh no, no no
1: he didn't oh he... there's still teenagers yeah. there
0: there's still a few like uh, i think uh party yeah dina's friend i forgot the name of her character in the past but her her friend and the future uh-huh. she survived so maybe uh, i don't know maybe her yeah. Which would be a little creepy, but...
1: Uh, <laughs> well, that's how it was back in the day. Older men would marry freaking teenagers. Yeah, like a 40-year-old guy marrying a 15-year-old girl. Yes, it's disgusting.
0: Weaknesses. Basically, if they are soaked in the blood of the people that they stick their minions on, they themselves become a target. Uh-huh. As we explained in the other ones. So, but in addition to that, they can they can be killed with conventional means. I mean, they're just human beings. You can stab them or shoot them or whatever you want to do. And if you catch the last person at that particular time in the Bloodland to be the curse bearer, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. then the curse ends, as it did with Sheriff Good. So, so that particular curse ended, as far as that family. Yeah. But that book is still out there, my friend.
1: That is true, and re- history can definitely repeat itself.
0: Definitely. So, now, do you sympathize with his motivations?
1: No, because I get that he was like struggling to like, I guess, farm. But homeboy had a choice. He could have come back to the settlement. I've mm-hmm. been a part of like, basically, that he was in a family of priests. I don't know what he was, right? Because like.
0: Yeah, I guess, I don't know if it was a uh, businessman or something or, or trade workers because his his, his yeah. brother kept telling him, hey, come back, you know, we, 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 you can just work with us. And he's like, no, I want to be a farmer.
1: Yeah, he could have just gone back and he would have been some sort of su- successful, you know, like. But no, he wanted to, like, make his own life, which is respectable, fine, whatever, do whatever you want. But he had choices, dude. He wasn't ugly. Like, he could have found another wife. He could have, yeah. like... Just stayed the way he was. But he didn't. He was greedy. He was selfish. Which is why he sought out the devil. Mm-hmm. So no, I do not sympathize with him.
0: I don't sympathize with him either. I understand that when someone's in a place like that where they lost their family and then... Maybe they feel frustrated or angry at the world or whatever. So they try to find a way to get around that or get out of that. But I don't justify that... <laughs> Uh-uh. He decided, you know what, I'm just going to deal with the devil and sacrifice the souls of the future generations of this town. And in order for, for my family to be prosperous and rich and for me to be happy. I don't think that's cool.
1: No, it's like what every capitalist in this country is doing. <laughs> on you know, the backs of hardworking individuals just to make their lives easier. That's not cool.
0: Now, the family kept this going for over 300 years. Yeah. Because by the time of the last movie, it's 1994, so it's roughly about 330 years, you know, give or take. Yeah. So, the brother at the end denies any knowledge of this part of his family's history.
1: He knew. He had to know. He's probably next in line.
0: The sheriff doesn't have any kids, right, from what I understand? He's not married, the sheriff?
1: No. Mm-mm.
0: So, he's got no kids. He's got no descendants, so that's why the curse ended, quote unquote. But, right. I, I feel like. Maybe, yeah, if the brother decides to kind of step it up again and and start it all over, this could be. Because he had
1: family.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had to know somehow. Like, he had to have, at least have an an idea that something was up.
1: Yeah, or be like, dude, you're next in line. In case your brother dies, you got to carry on the family tradition.
0: Yeah, because he was the mayor of of, uh, Sunnyvale. Yeah. The other like the prosperous, rich like, happy-go-lucky town, whatever. Where everyone's happy and not- nothing bad ever happens. Yep. So I mean, he had to know something about something, dude. I mean, he, uh, it, it just makes no sense to me to think that he's like, I don't know what my brother was doing without you know killing people like. Bull. He knew. <laughs> Definitely knew. I felt that I I like I said earlier, I think the ending could have been a little different, but I can't explain or. or Express in words what I was kind of looking for. Okay. I just wish that it was a little different. again, I didn't hate the movie or the ending, but I just kind of wanted something a little different. So, so do you think something else could have been done differently, or you're happy with the way it ended?
1: I mean, I was happy with it, with the whole thing, in in general, like the entire trilogy. Um, I think I mean it was it was pretty good. Like I I kind of wish maybe Ziggy had more involvement in the thing because she did have like a connection with the sheriff
2: mm-hmm.
1: but i mean i think it was pretty good
0: i think that story could have been given a little bit more development too as far as like i mean they didn't talk to each other for a long time yeah after the camp incident then i don't think they ever spoke each other to each other again until like he left her that know that it's happening again whatever
1: you know and i wonder like did he want to end up with Ziggy, and that's why he didn't marry? I think
0: so. I think it's at the end you just kind of see him when he gets to her in the mall. He's like, "What are you doing here?" And he looks all like, um, uh, what's that word? Not disappointed, but he he was like, I think surprised, <laughs> but also kind of like start not not starstruck. What's the word? Concerned? Huh? Concerned? Like he looked happy to see her, or oh, okay emotional yeah. about uh, emotional i guess it's but uh there's there's a word I, I can't think of it right now but he's like what and he kind of looks for a minute concerned about her but her safety like why, why why are you here like what's it like what are you doing like so I, on at on some weird level i think he did did care for her in some way
2: yeah
0: but i mean his evil ways would not ever let her be with him What a
1: jerk, you know, like, he acted like such a good guy. And he was in on it the whole time. Like, what a douchebag. Mm
0: -hmm. Prime grade A bag of douche, my friend.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: (laughs) So, do you got any other comments on the good family? Any other questions you might have?
1: He was a jerk because he was freaking framing the janitor. Oh, yeah. Doing something that he didn't do, like... Racist much? Like, what the hell was that about? That's what I want to know, like... I think so.
0: It wasn't really overtly mentioned, but I think that was the undertone that we're going for.
1: Yeah, that's messed up.
0: How many skulls in the scare meter do these individuals get, the good family? Well, I'm gonna go with the seven, because those people exist. I'm going go with the seven too, and I agree with you, I think there are evil people in the world that use other people to satisfy their own means and they don't care about or they're not concerned with anything having to do with anybody else but themselves exactly yeah that can be in any capacity that can be in just about any place in the world you're you're, you're gonna see this
1: Mm -hmm. i mean i'm not
0: talking about summoning the devil of course but what i'm talking about is people taking advantage of others Mm -hmm. to boost themselves up and and for their families or just for themselves to be successful and, and prosperous and rich Rich, I think the, the bottom line when it comes to people like this is money. So
1: Yes, money is poison, people. Sometimes it's so bad to the point that people do horrible things just to get what they want financially. And yeah, they don't care about who it ruins as long as it's benefiting themselves.
0: Alright, cool. So we give the Good Family a 7 out of 10 skulls in the Scare Me so, mm-hmm. yeah, that was our Know uh, Thine Enemy segment, in which we just <laughs> covered the, the good family once again. it's yeah. so,
1: <laughs> not so good? Yeah, but... they're, they're
0: not because yeah, good is evil. And <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll be right back with a special segment that I have uh, prepared for us. <laughs> so, taking a little break. Yeah, taking a little break. We'll be right back. Stick around. so we are now at a special segment and Monica's kind of looking anxious (laughs) Uh, but I mean you know me so you it will will come to no surprise to you that this has to do with music of course (laughs) so I mean full disclosure well before I get to that I want to ask you a question have you ever heard Monica of when it comes to music something called a concept album or a conceptual album yes what is that from what you've heard,
1: I don't know. I just know that they're called concept <laughs> albums. I'm assuming that they're made based on a specific idea, and that's the theme for the entire album. Yeah, basically.
0: Okay. Basically, that that is the the whole thing behind concept albums is that they are basically each song is if you want to think about it a chapter in a book.
2: Okay.
0: Or I mean, so to speak. So they are developed or written around a central story, and each song tells parts of that story. From beginning to end, of course, so... There's been a lot of famous ones. Uh, the ones that I can think of right with that is, is uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall. I think that was a concept album.
1: Okay, Ooh, I love that album. Mm-hmm. It's so
0: good. Yeah, so that, that album tells a central story about, you know, stuff that happens. And there's a few other ones. I mean, there's just way too many. I, I think even Green Day made one at some point in their career. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, I've never heard the entire album from beginning to end, but American Idiot was considered to be...
1: I was so about
0: to say that, yeah. yeah. A concept uh-huh. album. I, I've heard songs from that album, but I've never heard the entire thing in one sitting. Some of my favorites are, ah, oh, my 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 favorite. One of my favorite bands, Dream Theater. It's made an album. And <laughs> quick side note. at uh, side on a side note. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see them perform their concept album live, which is called Scenes from a Memory, and it has to do with reincarnation and murder, and it's it's pretty interesting, cool story. But. The album came out in '99, so I, I went to see them in San Antonio, Texas in nice. 2019 for the 20th anniversary, dude. And something happened. I, I mean, moisture was collected in my eyes at some point <laughs> <laughs> during the show.
1: <laughs> it was a little humid that day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the humidity in San Antonio was crazy, dude. I like, was just like. <laughs> uh...
2: Yeah, it awesome. was an
0: experience, like, for, for something that meaningful, because I've been listening to that album for the past, like, 24 years, 23 years already, 22, whatever. Yeah. But seeing that, them perform that album, and not only perform that album, but they perform other songs, so they played for about three hours, it was crazy.
1: I've never actually heard Dream Theater, are they, like, is it just, um like, instrumental, or are they also, do they have vocals?
0: No, they have vocals. I mean, each okay. album is different, so depending, on, I, I can maybe send you a couple of lists, some of the songs you might like to begin with, and then from there,
1: because
0: okay. their songs are long, dude, like long songs, songs.
1: Yeah, I know. I all I know about that band is that I know the drummer played with Avenge Sevenfold yeah. for a little, after their drummer passed away, and um, he kind of he. I think I don't know if he performed in on the albums or if he did just like some of the shows up until they found their new drummer. But I knew that, like, that's mm-hmm. the only thing I know about that band. Mm-hmm. I think you played in one of the albums, the one that was
0: made after, right after the, the, the guy passed away. Nightmare?
1: Huh? Yeah. I mm-hmm. think
0: that was him playing on there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a great experience. So if you ever have a chance to see one of your favorite bands or artists perform live, do it because it's, it's amazing. <laughs> but what I'm getting to with this is that at one point, I thought of writing a concept album because I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge nerd dude. And I have so many ideas and just not enough time to bring them to fruition so it's it's stalled i have songs that i kind of thought about writing for this and then i stopped because i have other music i can't think about music dude ever like
1: that's good that's that's your thing though
0: if i could be a music like professional musician with a, I can just dedicate my entire day to write music i still don't think i would have enough time to write all the, all the, all the ideas that i have in my head it's just crazy damn I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm saying that it's great music. <laughs> Don't get me wrong here. I <laughs> you have a lot of ideas.
1: I'm yeah.
0: just thinking of a lot of ideas uh, at all times. So you like people. I, I catch myself kind of tapping my foot, and people are like, "What's wrong with you?" Like I'm, I'm kind of like doing this at work, you know. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, like, it's like I'm thinking about a song. You know, sorry, there's nothing wrong. I'm, I'm just thinking about a song and you know, whatever. But what I'm getting to is that I had thought of writing a concept album about a, like a haunted mansion. Okay. That was like the center point of like events throughout history in, in a okay. city and this is uh-huh. before this trilogy was started. So this is maybe something that I thought about like anywhere from seven to eight years ago, maybe even ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But I thought about writing a, a, a concept album about uh, this mansion that somebody made a, a satanic ritual or, or demonic summoning or something and they opened up a portal and uh-huh. throughout history events happened that were centered around that, that house or that mansion. And I never really had a name for this project, but I wrote a couple of songs. And mm-hmm. the first song that I have, that was that would have been the opener, was called "The Origin of Fear," which that would have been the established, like the kind of like the opening, introduction, whatever.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And <laughs> one of those movies was in like the previews. I think it was uh, between part two and three. It was like you know, witness the origin of fear, and I was like, that made me think. I hadn't thought about the song in a while. And oh I was like, Dude, that's the title of my song, The Origin of Fear. Because <laughs> that's what I call this song, The Origin of Fear. And I have the song pretty much finished. I just need to... I. I it's not been recorded, by the way. So, I have the, the song written out in, in musical notation. Now, I can't read notation, but I have it written in a different way that I can read it. But anyways, okay. my point being that <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a little demo of this song for the this episode. Do it. Um, because it kind of connects. I mean, it, it, the ideas in, in essence are pretty similar. It's about some sort of demonic ritual that affects people through generations. And it's crazy how these movies came out and it just kind of brought everything back. And I was like, dude, like, this is like my idea. And I'm not, I'm not seeing this stole this idea from me or whatever. Like, of course not.
1: <laughs> Telepathy. <laughs> of yeah. Course not,
0: but if you want to cash at me, uh, <laughs> the royalties. is <laughs> not just kidding. But it's amazing how people have similar ideas to. I mean, and I. I'm willing to bet that I'm not the first person or the last person that would have a concept similar to this, but you know it's just crazy how how things kind of come full circle in, in your life sometimes. And it's like something that somebody else does reminds you of something that you could have done or that you can do or whatever. But my point, <laughs> after rambling for like eight minutes now, is that I have decided to record a demo of this, like the first half of the song, because it's the the entire song's gonna be like seven eight minutes. In, this, in the spirit yeah. of dream theater because dream theater has like super long songs <laughs> uh, listen to a song well maybe not you Um, yeah well, you why not too but they have songs that are like 25 minutes long you know it's, it's just crazy and, and each section <laughs> is just like amazing dude but anyways um, so mine isn't quite that long it probably would have been like I said about 7 or 8 minutes uh-huh. But I'm only going to do, like, the first two or three for the, for this episode. Because, I mean, for one, I wouldn't have enough time to record it by the time that I edit the episode for this to release. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, maybe it'll work for motivation. Because at some point, I want to do eventually write the whole album.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: maybe this will be the, the kick in the behind that I need Yes. to push me to finish this. Dude, I have so many ideas. It's just crazy, man. It's just, I, I'm, I'm releasing an EP, by the way. Like I mentioned earlier. I keep saying that. <laughs> in a few weeks. So that, that'll be, like, my my first thing, but I I plan on releasing at least, maybe once a year or something, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, the whole idea of the song was something that was very similar to the concept of these movies, and that's why I decided, you know what, I'll I'll connect the movies to my own personal experiences as a musician and the songs that I've written, and kinda Mm -hmm. do like a little two or three minute demo of the song, which will be called The Origin of Fear, to connect Mm -hmm. it with the Fear Street Trilogy. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> so that was a special segment it'll play right after this by the way so as soon as I'm done talking here with you I will play the the rough demo please don't judge me on this it's gonna sound <laughs> it's gonna sound a little crude mind you but still I mean it, it, I'll try to make it sound as best as I can but it'll still be considered a rough demo for me so hopefully you guys enjoy that you too my friend of course and yes so that was my, my rant for this special segment I don't know if you got any comments or any I can't wait to hear it Alright, cool. So, yeah, this will be the premiere of the (laughs) song called (laughs) The Origin of Fear. Yeah, The Origin of Fear. So, yeah, hope you guys like it, and we'll see you for the closing remarks in a couple minutes. Stick around. Monica, le sad face, because we are now, once again, at the ending of our podcast episode. Ah! So, not only for this one, but for the entire Fear Street trilogy, and it kind of is a, a bittersweet moment for me.
1: Aww.
0: I mean, I know I can always go back and watch it anytime I want now, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing beats the first time that you see a movie that you like.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's just... <sighs> you can't... If I could erase my memory just for specific books movies or even songs dude I would because it's an experience you know like it's 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 amazing yeah, to and, hear something see something for the first time
0: mm-hmm. and I have you said songs because I know you just heard mine and it just blew your mind so thank you oh yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean there was no singing because I'm not really a vocalist I can sing in karaoke and I can kind of sing like I I do shows here and there where I sing songs in public and <laughs> People give me tips. I guess they like my singing. <laughs> but I never really have recorded anything with... I, I have, but I've never published it. Because it sounds horrible. But, um, yeah. So, <laughs> I want to thank everyone that has taken time to listen to us today. And if you haven't heard the last couple episodes, shame on you. You should go back and hear them because they all pertain to this awesome series of movies. And while you're at it, why not? Run through the whole library except for episode one. Do not listen to episode one. <laughs> And you know, I was thinking of actually re recording that one.
1: We could do that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and yeah, have you on board for that one too, because I wouldn't want to just do it again by myself. So. By yourself. <laughs> that is why that episode is terrible. That is the only episode that I did by myself with no co host, no Monica was involved in that at yep. any point. So, yeah, at some point, I, I mean, whenever you have some time off, let me know and we can just kind of do it. It doesn't have to be done in one sitting, it can do like a little bit at a time. Okay. Because that's, you know, I, I was thinking of, <laughs> yeah, just re-recording it and just making it sound a lot better than it was conceived as originally. So, episode 51, Monica, next one is 52, as we said, and it'll be the last one for season four. How do you feel?
1: Well, uh, I can't believe it. It's time flies. Like, it's crazy that a year ago we we started, It was. it's been a year, right?
0: roughly I mean, it's maybe like in about three, three four weeks maybe like in a month it would be a year
1: yeah it's crazy it's crazy time time goes by really really fast it doesn't feel like it like I feel like we just started this like it's crazy I
0: know, I know but I feel like honestly we've gone a lot we've gotten a lot better at this I think
1: yes I agree
0: I feel like <laughs> me for sure for episode one it was the most awkward thing I've ever done in my life so <laughs> And I keep saying that, but please, not, like you know, that crazy movie, the, the crazy guy in the movies that tells the teenagers, "Don't go in there because it's cursed. Don't go in there; you're gonna die." They
1: don't listen, and they don't listen, and they, they do it. Listen,
0: and they go, and they get killed, and you know, skin alive, and yeah. everything. Uh, that's this. That would happen to you if it to episode one. Don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I the... mean, it's not that bad. Okay. I listened to it on my way to work, and you know, it it wasn't it wasn't that bad. But like, it, it I do get you know, yeah, you do go on for a while talking about stuff and. Yeah. For somebody who doesn't know you, I can understand why maybe that would bore them, but, like, yeah. I know you, so it wasn't, for me, it wasn't, like, boring, but, you know, yeah. Well, thank you, my friend. And, You're
0: welcome. Uh, yeah, but for sure, that that's going to have to be done at some point. And, well, I want to have, or <laughs> I want to thank, uh, give some shoutouts to people that, or, you know, things that have happened in my life recently that have been positive. So... I want to give a shout out to the Superhero Thing podcast because, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, they made the 3D version of our logo. And I think I sent you that, right? Yes. yes. So, we made postcards from that logo. Nice. And I shall send you a couple, of my friend. Your way.
1: I can't wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I shall put something in, some, some of them in the mail for you sometime in the near future and you shall be able to enjoy them.
1: Yay! So,
0: thanks to those guys once again for creating that and that gave me the idea to make this. And, I mean, it's little by little. I, I want to start creating more little trinkets here and there, maybe keychains, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what, about that, because, you know, uh, but yes. So, Monica, how about you? Any shout-outs from your end?
1: No, I mean, just the same people from last time. Like, I just thank you, everyone who's still listening to us, who supports us, and who... Tunes in every Tuesday to listen to our podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I second that motion. <laughs> <laughs> so, reminder, Monica, to our audience of our social media accounts, we have our Facebook under Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends, and we have our Instagram under Myths Behind LGDS.
1: Our Twitter is Myths Behind LGDS, and you can also email us at MythsBehindLegends at gmail.com.
0: Okay, and we have our letterbox under Myths Behind LGDS as well. And that is a movie blog type of thing. You can follow us under, you can create your own account, make your own reviews, etc. So join the party on there. We also have our TikTok, which is our latest social media platform, which is also under Myths Behind Legends. And once again, cry for help, SOS, signal flare in the sky. You know, if you have any tips <laughs> for us, <laughs> any recommendations on how to create content for that. Do email us, um, text us through DMs, etc., because we do need your assistance with this topic. <laughs> Priority Red. <laughs> <laughs> and we have our uh, infamous URL, our website, which is under myths behind hyphen <laughs> I like that Rebellious is trying to hear your hand on your forehead for that. Oh,
1: yeah, it just came out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> Gave you a very a very 80s type of look. I don't know for some reason. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so I shall give Monica the hint for her next topic. I know what the topic is. You don't know what the topic is. And
2: don't.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't. I kind of did a, uh, an executive decision and chose this without consulting you. I, I'm, I'm sorry about this. This is the first and hopefully last time this happens.
1: It's okay.
0: (laughs) Well, it's because it's our our last episode for season four, like I said. And it's something that I think is also a topic we got to talk about. As it was also recently released on Netflix, and that should be a big hint for everybody. Because it's got to do with video games. Mm -hmm.
2: No idea. A specific
0: series of video games, mind you, from the 90s that Netflix recently made a series about, and, well, I think everyone would know what this is when I said that, so... But... it's Except me! (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Full disclosure, I already saw this, and it's a short series, it's only four episodes, so it's about two hours, it's about the same thing as watching a movie, so... We can do this. Uh, And yes, my friend, I think you'll... You'll like it, hopefully. <laughs> so uh you have any other final comments questions about the fear street saga or anything else
1: no man it was really good i really enjoyed it i'm so glad we watched it
0: me too dude i'm really um satisfied with it i want to give props to netflix i guess they deserve a shout out to for creating <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of their content sometimes it's like eh, it's not that great but this one they they sipped it up i think they did a good job with it I did i agree and... It's something that is a fitting tribute to the movies that came before it mm-hmm. and hopefully the first step in a ladder of success for them if they decide to continue with this. I think they should because a lot of times they start interesting stuff and they, they cancel it.
1: They don't finish it, yeah. Because there's not enough use and not enough funding so they stop it. Yeah. So it's frustrating.
0: I hope that is certainly not the case with this and I hope to see more Fear Street projects in the future from them. Same. Yes, so, uh, yeah, that'll be all for this episode. Once again, thank you for our listeners. If you are a first-time listener, thank you for joining us. We hope you come back for more. If you are a repeat listener, thank you for being a faithful member of the EMBL squad. And (laughs) we will be mailing some of those postcards to some of you guys, so, yeah, stick around. Or (laughs) (laughs) Or, look forward to those, actually, stick around. Okay, anyways, but, yeah, um... Have a great morning, evening, night, late, slasher, campsite, experience, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, Puritan, demonic, ritual, satanic, summoning thing, whatever (laughs) it is. Be careful who you call out in the night because they might actually answer. Exactly. (laughs) Until then, be good to everyone, to yourselves, and we'll see you in the next one. Have a good
1: one. Bye.